Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Today I have Dr. Thomas Simmons with me. Dr. Simmons, it's such a pleasure to have you. Uh, it, it's it's been such a great ride. It's, you've been a client of ours for several months, and Ian and you have this really great connection. And Ian's a regular; he loves to to jump on the show. I would love to hear uh, a bit about you and what your ideal new patient experience is. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be here. I appreciate it. Uh, a little bit about me: I'm I'm uh, my parents are from the Dallas area. I grew up overseas. My father was in the Air Force. Uh, after retirement, we ended up back in the Dallas area. I went to school here, went to SMU and then Baylor College of Dentistry. And then right out of dental school, I took over an existing practice in Plano, Texas. And uh, for the last 19 years, we've had a you know a family practice here, you know, in the heart of uh, Plano. Um, I, my ideal patient, new patient experience. Uh, I think what we bring to the table that is uh, different these days, especially with all the corporate dentistry that is, uh, you know, out there right now, is you know we we try and treat you uh, as an individual, and you know, we want you to have uh, a comfortable, you know, you want to want you to feel like family. So when somebody comes into my office, my ideal experience is that. Uh, beforehand, somebody's already reached out and, you know, welcomed them to the practice and remind them of their appointment. And the day they come in, they're greeted with a, a warm smile and a greeting and, you know, invited, you know, into the office. And, you know, I, I just want it to be a high touch, warm feeling experience from start to finish. I want them to uh, feel comfortable. I want them to come in and, you know, have a pleasant experience with their uh, radiographs, their x-rays. I, I want to uh, have them engage with my assistant and hygienist and, you know, part of the process, they get to know you and kind of went, you know, get to see what uh, your your expectations and dental needs and wants are. And then by the time I come into the room, you know, we already know uh, a bit about you and, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and before I just jump in and grab my mirror and explore, I, I want to talk to you for a minute or two. I want to kind of, you know, see what makes you tick, see what brought you in here, you know, what what may be on your mind, get to know you as a person, because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build a relationship. You know, I, I'm not trying to, you know, just make the quick buck off you and move on to the next person. I'm, I'm hoping you're going to stay here for the next 20 years and bring your kids and your friends in here. And mm -hmm. so I want to build that relationship, you know, and then you know, after after we get to know each other a little bit, um, get your background, look at your you know history. I'm going to examine your X-rays and I'm going to look at you know everything and 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 try and see you know the big picture I see from the X-rays and and what might be going on. You know, ask you you know if you have any concerns or any teeth bothering you. See, if there's anything I see that's uh, jumping out on your X-rays. And then after uh, I look at your X-rays, you know I'll uh, lean you back and. We'll look, uh, you know, we'll start from the outside in. We'll do kind of a bite analysis, see how your teeth are coming together. You know, we'll do a soft tissue and oral cancer exam, make sure that there's, you know, nothing going on that you may not be aware of because often the dentists and the hygienists are the only people that ever see early stage, uh, uh, you know, cancers and precancerous lesions. And then once we've, you know, checked the, the temporomandibular joint, the, the joint between the upper and lower jaw, make sure that everything seems to be and function, you know, uh, you know, not causing any problems. Then we're going to look at, you know, tooth by tooth. We're going to, you know, examine your teeth, look for any cavities or any other, 
issues that might be going on. We'll look at your gums, you know, make sure your gums are healthy. My hygienist will do a, a full six point probing on every single tooth in your mouth, check them for any pockets of infection underneath uh, the gum line or possible bone loss from, you know, gum disease that people may not be aware of. Uh, and then uh, after looking at all the teeth and checking for cavities and, and whatnot, you know, I'm going to, you know, ask if you had any cosmetic concerns, you know, if there's, you know, if, you know, potentially you may be a candidate for orthodontics or some other, you know, cosmetic, orthodontics is not a cosmetic procedures, but uh, you know, there should be a comma in there, orthodontics mm -hmm. and or cosmetic procedures. Um, and, and then, you know, kind of get, get an idea of, of what I see, you know, needs to be done. And then we'll talk to you about it. And you tell me when, what you're comfortable doing and, and, and we'll get a timeline of, you know, what works for you. And, you know, I don't, pretend to x-ray your pocketbook. I'll just tell you what I see. And my ladies at the front are really good at looking at your insurance and giving you a very accurate estimate of what to expect mm. to pay on your end and what the insurance should pay. Um, and then you will give me a timeline. You know, we, we just start knocking it out. And, you know, maybe it's a six month timeline. Maybe it's a two or three year timeline. But, you know, I just want to have a, a big picture, you know, what I see. And, and then, you know, we come together uh, as far as the timing and what you want to do. And then yeah. ideally you leave having all of your questions answered, feeling like you were part of the process and you go off and tell all your friends and family what a wonderful experience you had and how unusual it is in the day of all these corporate dental offices. What do you tell someone who hasn't been to the dentist in many years? What do you tell someone who's dealing with anxiety and i'm sure you can just sense it when they sit down but what are you doing because shame people say that fear is the number one reason that people don't go to the dentist and, and i think that's a misnomer i actually think it has to do with shame if you look at the research and what do you what do you talk to someone about that sits down and, and you just know they're 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 they feel shame for not taking care of their teeth or you know poor genetics or whatever the case may be well, I, I think it's exactly like you, you touched on. I don't think he meant to shame you like that. I think that sometimes, you know, we're a little misguided in, you know, our intentions. Yeah, the guy had the best of intentions. We don't mm -hmm. we don't take this career path if, if we don't, you know, really want to serve people in some capacity. But you know, not everybody is really good at, you know, communicating really well. And and what I've realized over the last, you know, going on 20 years now is that there is a lot of anxiety and shame, you know, that people have already got baked in by the time they come into your office. And, you know, a lot of it, you know, you don't need to tell them that they've been thinking about it, you know, all the time for, for a very long time now. And so, you know, I'll, I'll often get people apologizing for the state of their mouth, which mm -hmm. I think is, is just crazy. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to fix it. You know, I, I, I I'm not here to judge, you know, what got you here. I, I, and I always tell them, it's like, you know, we're, we're here now. We can't go back and rewind the clock. You know, there's no sense crying over spilled milk. You know, I'm here to tell you what I see and give you the options of making it better. And you just tell me what suits you and the timeline you want to do it. And, you know, I'm not here to judge you. Uh, and, you know, it, that doesn't serve any purpose. I want people to want to come back. You know, it's you know, that's, that's what we're, we're here for. We're, we're here to help people. And if we, you know, make them 
feel ashamed about it, then they don't want to come back and they're not getting treatment and we've just defeated the purpose. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, we're, we, we have to have that, uh, that, that trust relationship and, you know, it's hard to trust somebody that makes you feel like that, you know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very mindful to not make somebody feel wrong for the state of their mouth. It, it, it's just the state of their mouth and these are the options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, when you're doing an exam and you're working with the patient and you say, hey, I'm, I, I see something here and I, I've seen the diagrams and, and you know, I, I do not know the anatomy of, of a tooth as well as perhaps I should, but I know that there's a stage of decay that it's it's not hurting. And I know that when, you know, through my life, I can remember being at the dentist with my mom saying it's not hurting. I'll just you know, we'll just leave it alone. What is really happening and in, in there and, and how are you talking to patients about this? Because obviously we know that that decay continues and, and, you know, you go from a one surface filling to a, a root canal pretty quick. What do you talk to patients about through that journey of, I see something and, and they're like, it doesn't hurt. I'm, I'm good. Well, fortunately, we're in an age where uh, technology is 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 on our side in, in that respect, because uh, with the digital x-rays we have now and the intraoral camera photos, um, I can put it up on the screen and I can show on the screen uh, exactly what I'm seeing on the x-ray or what I'm seeing when I look inside the mouth. And then that gives me a visual representation to be able to describe. Now, unfortunately, like you said, you know, pain is, is very... Uh, misleading because mm -hmm. some people just don't have a lot of sensitivity and some people have a lot of sensitivity. So the same cavity on two people might present as pain on one and, and go completely unnoticed on the other. So that's why going into the dentist's office and getting your checkups and cleanings on a regular basis is so important because if you don't have a lot of sensitivity, you could have a problem go straight from the early phase to an advanced stage before you really have many mm -hmm. symptoms. Or sometimes the symptom that you you might have is that you know the 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 tooth got so undermined by the cavity that you broke a piece of it off before you realized it, and so you know it, it's showing them on the X-ray what I'm seeing and explaining it, and then you know it, it's once once it's to the point where uh, it it merits treatment, like you know sometimes we'll see a, a kind of a weakening of the enamel, kind of a demineralization of the enamel, and you can see that on the X-ray, but it hasn't penetrated through especially if the person is in cavity sperm, we'll say, okay, once you're using some extra fluoride, water picking, flossing, let's keep an eye on this and see if it doesn't progress. If it stays right where it's at, it's perfectly fine. But once it's penetrated through the enamel, the second layer of the tooth is much softer and it, and it progresses much more rapidly. And so, you know, that's the thing. It's like, it may be not hurting you now, but once it gets, you know, deeper you know if if it penetrates through the second layer of the tooth and and the decay which is an infection of the tooth um if, if the decay reaches the the middle part of the tooth where the nerve is once that nerve is infected you know that's what you know necessitates doing a root canal a root canal is just where we go in there and we remove that infected uh nerve tissue organic material on the inside of the tooth so we don't have something to harbor an infection or if the nerve has become uh irritated, you know, inflamed to the point where it's just painful and it won't settle down, we have to go in there and remove that so that, you know, the person, you know, isn't in, you know, discomfort. 
And once we uh, clean and shape and remove all the organic material on the inside of the tooth, uh, then we seal it with a, kind of a rubbery material so that it's uh, not a void on the inside. And then at that point, we, we put a crown on it. But, you know, there's, there's uh, often if we're, we're seeing you regularly and we're looking at the uh, x-rays, we can catch things long before they get to that level. But, you know, it, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to convince somebody that it's, well, it's not hurting. It's like, well, you know, that's the best time we want to catch it is when it's the early stage of not hurting. It's the small fix versus, you know, it's like, uh, you know, these days with the new cars, it, it's so different because the sensors are so much more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. But I still remember the old cars. You know, they, they used to call the, 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 the lights that would come on, they would call them the idiot lights because by the time that light came on, you're, you're out of luck. Late. You know, mm -hmm. it was too late. Your, your engine is smoking and you're on the side of the road. You know, and so sometimes by the time you get that engine light come on, you know, it's going to be a big overhaul, you know, and we want to catch it long before that. Yeah, I mean, the, the irony is, is that, you know, a, a filling is, I'm going to say a couple hundred bucks. Uh, what well, I mean, a root canal is probably into the 1500 to 2K range, I'm going to guess. And a crown's probably in the 15. So it might be 3K to replace, you know, a full tooth. Uh, you know, pose where uh, a filling sounds awfully cheap in the early days. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it, it, it's better for me if you put it off until it becomes, you know, more costly. <laughs> it's better for you if we do the minor treatment mm -hmm. and it doesn't get that far. But, you know, I'm, I'm you know, all, all I can do is educate you, you know, and, you know, I'll, I'll be here and whenever somebody's ready, they'll, they'll come in. But, yeah, I want to make sure that they have a grasp of what's going on and the implications for waiting too long. And then at that point, you know, you know, it's, it's on them and they get to choose. Now, one of the things that I didn't understand when I became an adult and started going to the dentist was dental insurance. I, when I got into it, I assumed dental insurance was very like my medical insurance. So as you know, this is the office I can go to under these plans or, and, 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 you know, once I met my, my deductible, my, I had so much coverage and I don't even like that. They call dental insurance insurance. I, it's some form, something different. It's not, I would not call it mm. insurance, like your home insurance or insurance, like your medical insurance. How do you get past this, you know, 1500 or 2400 maximum coverage? Because I know that at, I would turn down cover. I would turn things down because they weren't covered. Like I, and, and, you know, and now it took me a long time to understand that no insurance company ever had my best health in mind, but today, what are you seeing in sort of the trends and how are you talking to patients about their coverage or, or lack thereof? Well, you're right. Uh, I, I think insurance is an awful term for, you know, dental insurance it, because it, it's nothing like medical insurance. And in fact, um, I don't think it's even evolved much since like the 1970s, you know, mm -hmm. it, it really hasn't changed, you know, back, back in the day, a $1,500 uh, maximum would take care of an awful lot of dentistry, you know, you know, times have changed and, and that $1,500 doesn't go nearly as far as you would think. Um, and you're absolutely right that insurance is you know it's a contract the insurance company is in it to make profit and they're not going to give you one penny more 
than what is in the black and white of the contract that you signed with them. And in fact, we may be fighting to get them to cover things that they ought to because they have ways of you know, denying things or delaying things and, and making it, you know, difficult, hoping that, you know, maybe people won't follow through with their pursuit of it, you know. Um, so it, it's 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 flawed in that aspect. Um, and then the other thing, too, is, you know, uh, they, they don't care, they don't care about your well-being, you know, that mm-hmm. so you're you may end up suffering, you know, having a tooth you know, maybe that is very savable now, but you're waiting until your insurance will give you coverage on it, you know, next year. And you might have, that may be the difference between having to take that tooth out and maybe plan an implant versus doing a crown or maybe a crown and a root canal. And so you got to look at the logic of putting off treatment, uh, you know, and letting it become something much worse just to be able to use your insurance. You know, you may be you know, counterproductive in the long run. The other thing is, you know, financially, you can only do what you can do. And so if you're unable to do it, I, I get that. Um, but I always tell people, if if you're financially able to do it now, even if you've gone past your maximum, you still get the negotiated insurance price, which is a significant savings. So it's not like you're getting the usual and customary fee. You're getting like 40% off of our fees the insurance is just not paying any of it. It's all you, but you're still getting a discount. And so you're getting the discounted rate. Uh, it behooves you to do less treatment than waiting for insurance to pay for it and having to do something that's twice as expensive. Right. You know, right. so it, it's just, there, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I, I think if we just didn't think of it as like medical insurance, it, it would help things quite a bit. It, it's, it's, it's like a discount plan. And they also pay a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well said. It's a discount plan that pays a little bit, right? It, the irony is, I I know that, you know, we think of the cleaning being free on the insurance plan, but it's really not because you're paying eight or thirteen dollars a paycheck or whatever it is. Like you're just, yeah, really, you're just having an installment plan. Uh, um, nothing's Correct. really free. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, Doctor Simmons, thank you so much for your time. Thomas Simmons, uh, he's off of Coit Road in Plano, an amazing dentist. Going to work with your anxiety and an absolutely phenomenal human being. If you need a dentist, you need you need to Google him, read his reviews, and go visit. Dr. Simmons, thanks Thank so much. Thank you very much.